You're listening to the Great Synth 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Great Synth 68 Podcast. It is episode 53. We've had a bit of a break, thanks to a number of factors, really. Uh, Chris was unable to make it last time. Kaz lost her voice, which is unbelievable to actually hear, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a surprise. I'm sure Stacey had a, a really good time while that happened, though, yeah. Kaz is probably um, working this afternoon. I didn't ask her, but uh, she's usually working in the day. That's why we're, we're recording a bit earlier than usual this week, because uh, another hectic week for myself. I'm off on another stag do on the weekend, so I've got to get this out as soon as possible. A lot, a lot of traveling for me, Chris, but you've, you've, be, you've been up and down for matches as, this past week, so we'll go, go over that in a little bit. And now that we're caught up, we'll go into the first game, which was the FA Cup game against Yeovil Town. It was the first game Birmingham City had in that competition this year. It was an 180-mile trip to Dorchester to take on fellow Women's Super League side Yeovil Town. It was in front of a crowd of 523 supporters. And they saw the Blues pick up a 3-1 win over the hosts. The first real chance fell to Lucy Quinn, who saw her backheeled effort chalked off offside in the opening 15 minutes. The visitors would have to wait until the 38th minute to take the lead from the spot. Megan Alexander felled Charlie Wellings before Aoife Mannion stepped up to bury the penalty kick into the net. Blues doubled their lead 42 seconds in, into the second half when Emma Follis fired past goalkeeper Megan Walsh. Wellings got on in the act herself in the 58th minute, beating several defenders before smashing the ball home. Yeovil were heading out of the competition, but not before a special moment for one of their players. 16-year-old Erin Bloomfield rose well to head home with her first touch of the game, and it was her first senior goal for the club. And that's how it ended, 3-1 to Birmingham City. It looked to be a routine win, Chris. Plenty of chances for the Blues. Megan Walsh in fine form as per usual. But unlike the last time these two sides met, we kept our composure till the final whistle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, because the uh, the rearrangement, we couldn't make that one. But like you said, a professional performance, um, three goals again, which you know after the three goals uh, away at Chelsea was um, was a big plus point. Um, Follis and Welling is getting in the goals as well. Um, good to see Charlie back on the score sheet. And I'm sure they'd have liked a clean sheet to make it um, an ultra-professional performance. But Yeovil have shown that, that they fight till that the end and, and, and they'll keep going. And obviously they, they got the, the consolation goal, which was brilliant for the for Bloomfield. Uh, like you say, 16-year-old coming on and, and getting a goal against Blues in, in the FA Cup. It's, it's something special for her. Um, but yeah, progression was the key um, and, and we got the job done. It was a good win for us to get us back, uh, continue our good run after the, after that game against Chelsea. And what a moment for young Bloomfield, as you say. It was a great moment for her, someone coming through the ranks of their club, as a lot of players have come through the Birmingham City side. So it was a great day for her and a great day for our team as we got through to the next round. Next up this past weekend was Reading in the next round of the FA Cup. It's weird how that worked out, two FA Cup games back to back, but... Weather and other factors got in the way. Yeah. So, as as said, next up for the Midlands side was a trip to Reading as the Blues looked to book their place in the quarterfinals of this year's FA Cup. 
Unfortunately, unlike last season, we suffered defeat. A 2-1 defeat to be more specific. After a goalless first half, Marta Tejador brought on Ellen White as they looked to find the winner. But it was Reading that took the lead after Captain Kirsty Pierce headed past Hannahampton in the 69th minute. Substitute Ellen White was then hauled to the ground by Reading keeper Grace Maloney to give the Blues a way back into the game. Aoife once more stepped up and calmly found the left-hand corner of the net to tie it up at one apiece. But Icelandic international striker Raquel Honodotia scored the winner six minutes from time to crush Blues' hopes of a return to Wembley. It was a tough one to take, Chris, but was it a fair result on what you saw? Um, very tough to take. Um, we're ridiculously biased towards Blues, but um, you have to say, you have to analyse it uh, you know, from a neutral's perspective at times, and and you have to you have to look at your own performance. And and to be fair, we weren't good enough to win the game. Um, I thought we were better in the first half. We you know, we were marginally the better side in the first half. Um, faded as the first half went on, and then second half they they took control and um, you know really took control of the midfield and and created the better chances and the more chances. Um, so over the course of the 90 minutes, we might have snuck up, you know, s- s- taken it into extra time, might have deserved it based on the first 30, 35 minutes performance. But um, certainly in that second half, we, you know, we were we were second best, unfortunately, and, and Reading probably, you know, in hindsight, deserved, deserved to, to progress to the next round. And where was it lost, Chris? Was it lost in the midfield from what you can remember? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, we we created two or three chances in the first half an hour, um, and we were we were winning the ball high up the field. Um, we were pressing quite high, and and you know made a couple of made a couple of really good interceptions in Reading's half, which put us put us on the front foot. Um, but the, then, as like I said, as the first half went on, uh, the movement sort of waned a little bit. Um, Failed to keep the ball well enough. We were giving it away far too easily, far too cheaply. Um, and Reading, saw, you saw their confidence just get up a little bit, seeing the way that we were giving the ball away. And the second half, they did what Reading do. Um, you know, they they looked to bully bully the midfield. Um, Haley and Chloe Arthur, it was in midfield as a midfield too. Felt probably needed an extra body in that midfield. Maybe a Marissa coming on just to solidify things. You know, she knows what that game entails, uh, and she probably would have given us a little bit more of a s- solid structure, um, trying to keep the ball a little bit better. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't. It didn't happen. The change didn't come, and like I said, we almost got away with it with getting the penalty late on. That that was purely Ellen's industrial work up front, forcing the error from Maloney, and then Efa took it away. But unfortunately, the you know, the second goal, we lost the ball in the middle of the park again and, and Reading were on us three on three and and, and the substitute took it away. On the uh, issue of substitutions, Chris, obviously Ellen White and Marissa both coming back from injuries. Ellen's obviously more long term. But uh, do you think Marta's trying to not try and put too much pressure on them to pr- produce stuff early on and she's trying to rely on the players who have been there for a good few number of games now, just trying to... Probably not uh, try and upset the uh, the rhythm of the team, I guess. She's not trying to make too many changes, but is she erring on the side of caution in terms of bringing back players who were more established uh, in 
last season or earlier in this season, Chris? It's a difficult one. I mean, we saw the team sheet come out at the start. Um, slightly surprised that Ellen didn't start uh, based, based on the fact that it was Reading away uh, and it was a cup game and knockout football. And, you know, if Ellen is fit, probably she, you know, she should be starting. But then again, she didn't start away at Chelsea. I know she come on to get the winner, but I think maybe that was a similar idea that, you know, we'll, we'll take it deep into the game and Ellen can come on and be the game changer, which, you know, sort, sort of panned out because, you know, we didn't create a lot in that second half, but it was her hard work and energy that, that won the penalty. And if we'd have kept it solid at the back, then maybe that would have been the, you know, the moment that won it for us. And at the end of the day, we haven't had Ellen and Marissa, you know, in the in the three two win at Chelsea in 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 the good season that we've had so far. Um, but sometimes you just need to mix it up. You just need to change it a little bit. Um, I think you need to be flexible and adaptable. Um, and it didn't seem like that that was there on on Sunday afternoon. We you know we were rigid to the system and and the substitutions were were very much like for like. Um, you know, Ellen coming on for Lucy, who was who was up front, uh, who was the focal point, and then Charlie coming on for Claudia Walker, who you know that and that that really was was a like for like substitution as well. But like I said, against Reading, you know what you're going to get. Um, you should know what you're going to get. Going eight games unbeaten against them is is a sign that we do know what we're going to get. We do know what to expect against Reading. But like I said, unfortunately, in that second half, we we seem to lose our way a little bit, and for the first time in nine games, they, you know, that they really got the better of us in that midfield. Yeah, it it sounds sounds like that, Chris. Um, one final point on that match before we move on is, of course, um, I think it was Claudia Walker's first start for the club. You hear a lot about uh, players when you first sign them. We haven't seen too much of her based on the fact that she's been a substitute for Everton before coming here. Um, you got the, fit, the ch- chance to see her f- uh, start for the first time, Chris. What sort of player did she look like and what maybe areas that you might think she might need to work on to get up to the standard we need? She looks technically good. Uh, her movement was good. Um, you know, you could see that she was trying to fit into the way we play with that with that front four line, if you like, um, you know, interchanging between her and Emma and Lucy Quinn. Um, I think it's just getting used to playing with each other, to be fair. Um, you know, the, the more she plays in the team, um, you know, the more understanding she'll be of, of what Lucy Quinn's going to do, what Emma Follis is going to do, what Ellen White's going to do. And um, I don't, I, you know, like I said, I think technically she's she's a gifted player. You know, she she knows her role on the pitch. Um, I think he's getting used to getting used to playing with the with the attacking players that we've got, uh, understanding the defensive shape that we like to get into when we haven't got the ball. Um, and I'm sure she'll play. She'll continue to play part of, of what's left of our season. Do you expect a reaction based on how the Reading game went, Chris, uh, tonight against Brighton? I hope so. The players' reaction after the game, they you know they looked down. They they were obviously disappointed to go out the cup, disappointed to to get themselves back into the game and then get then lose it again. You know, with with only five minutes to go. Um, so I'd hope that you know the the Monday and, and Tuesday of, uh, you know, they, they've taken time to, to, you know, dwell on, on, on what happened and learn from what happened and, you know, make sure that I think there's five or six league games left of the season, you know, obviously bo- out of both cups now, but, 
you know, there's still an awful lot to play for in this league. And if they win six from six, um, you know, there's every possibility that there's still, there's, there still could be a, a very successful end to the season. Um, and, and they, you know, the rewards are still there for them. Um, so I'd hope that there is a reaction. I'd hope that, you know, they'd, they'd want to show that their mental strength, um, you know, that they are good at reacting to, to adversity and hopefully we can go and pick up the three points. Yeah, absolutely. It's obviously going to affect players when they know they can't realistically win a competition this season, but obviously there's still things to play for, as you said. The Obviously the second place in the league in the Champions League, a chan- chance to play in Europe once again next season if they finish in second or higher. So it's definitely something to play for. And Marta mentioned that in an interview with Spanish newspaper Marca recently. Um, I think it was released a couple of days ago. She was talking about the chase for second place. She said it was going to be difficult. Manchester City sit top and we already played them twice this season. We depend on them slipping up. It's difficult to see that happening. It's not impossible, but it depends on other results. We no longer have in our own hands. We need a bit of a look. I think she's pretty pretty much right on there, Chris. Obviously, it's some results have gone our, our way, particularly against Man City, where we probably should have picked up more points than we did. And it's it's obviously we've got to rely on other teams now, Chris, to get second place in the league and to get back into Europe. Yeah, look, all all we can do is is win our remaining games. Um, you know, if we win all of our remaining games, then then at least we can turn around and say that we've done our bit. We've you know we've put the pressure on. If if the teams above us continue to win, then you know like like you say, that's out of our control. Um, you know, but as the season goes on. You know, Arsenal and Arsenal and Man City. Um, you know, they've got a cup final Saturday. You know, Arsenal obviously out of the FA Cup, which which might help them. Um, you know, if City keep progressing in the FA Cup, that's, that's another few games that they've got to play. Obviously, Chelsea have got Champions League commitments, which you know is is another burden for them. But look, their squads that they've got, they they have these squads in order that these extra competitions won't be a burden to them. And, um, you know, I'd, like you say, I'd fully expect Man City, Arsenal and Chelsea to beat, to beat most teams in this division on their day. So it is going to be a tall order. It's going to be a tough ask, but, but all we can do is go out there and win our games and, um, you know, do justice to ourselves and, and put the pressure back onto everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. And as we saw the le- the the se- the season, we came the closest probably f- to win the league. Obviously, it was on- went down to the final day, and we got a draw on the final day. Mm. So if Arsenal draw against Man City on the final day, and we pip them with a good win at Yeovil, then who knows? We might be able to still get one of the top two spaces. Talking a little bit more about the interview that Marta did with the Spanish newspaper Marca about her moved recently to England. She revealed that she had previously worked um, with the, man, uh, the Birmingham City owners prior to her time in the Midlands. She'd uh, met them a few times um, in China. And uh, when the vacancy came up to replace Mark Skinner, she was straight on the phone to try and see if it was available. So we finally found out how the um, how a name that we no one really thought about, Chris, had got the job. So it seems like the global brand of Birmingham City in all its um, entirety, has got um, far-outreaching links to various managers and coaches around the world. Yeah, I am led to believe that um, you know it was it was firmly the decision of of the Blues board. Um, you know, obviously Heather 
being the general manager would have would have been consulted i'm sure but um yeah it's it's my understanding that it was it was very much the the blues owners who 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 made the decision made the call to bring Marta in um you know and look her her first game 3-2 win away at chelsea she'd only been working with the players for 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 three or four days i think it was you know realistically um but she's got off to a good start you know obviously the the reading result didn't go our way and you know possibly things could have gone differently um but look we all we can do is is get behind her get behind the team um you know and trust in her trust in her knowledge of of the game um you know and her tactical knowledge that that hopefully she can get across to the players and and we can continue to have a good season on to next season as well yeah absolutely and she's pointed out that tactically is an area that she thinks can she can get the best of other teams in this league in that same interview so hopefully if she's given more time in the summer to work with the team work on formations or ways to transition etc hopefully we'll see some more coming from that next season touching on the brighton game then that's tonight of course and our first league game in a while tonight time of recording we do not know the result of course but it's another chance to see five former blues players in action maria hurahan ellie brazil chloe peplo emily simpkins and Ini ubertong could all feature against their former side tonight are you heading to the game chris and if so are you looking forward to seeing some of your old favorites in action no unfortunately uh we're unable to make tonight um you know being a Wednesday night it's tricky to get the time off work um so I won't be able to make it um yeah obviously you know it's it's very similar to similar feel to to playing Reading nowadays you know the the amount of uh ex-players that that we've got there as well um but you know it's Brighton have struggled at the start of the season they've picked up a a couple of decent results um you know out of out of cup competitions but um you know they'll they'll want to they'll want to continue to end the season well, um, you know avoid relegation and 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 kick on next season and and the ex Blues players I'm sure will will want to make a point um, to to us to the club uh, you know in in terms of in terms of letting us go or them moving on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last time we played them, it was a Wednesday as well. It was a very bitterly cold night at Damson Park. That one. And it was a game where we kind of lost our way, really. They had, they, but Brighton were getting the chances, and they weren't putting them away. Luckily for us, and then I think it was a penalty, was it, or was it? Was it a, a penalty? Uh, it was Mannion forty-six minutes. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a pen. Yes, it was a penalty. She's been bailing us out basically in the few games where we've been finding it difficult to break down teams. So. Hopefully we've got more about us tonight. We've got some more uh, spring in our step and the likes of Charlie Wellings, Emma Follis, Lucy Quinn can get their pace and get um, at that uh, Brighton backline. Yeah, I think there'll be more, there'll be more onus on Brighton to, to come out of their shells a little bit more at home than they would have done away from home. I seem to remember that game. We, you know, we always looked fully in control of the game. It was just a case of, of getting that, getting that goal and, and breaking them down um obviously it was a it was a penalty but you know i seem to remember a, l- a lot more chances were created and hopefully as you say the the goal scoring form that that the forward line have been in prior to the reading game um will continue and and we'll pick up a, a, a as i said earlier a very important three points 
Absolutely. As we look to uh, get back uh, back above uh, Chelsea into third place. Now, looking ahead to the next month, we've got not much to look forward to, Chris. We've got one more game in the month of March. That's against Arsenal. And that's on the final day of the month, on the 31st, at home to the would-be champions, Arsenal, as I said. This surely shouldn't be the case, Chris. 38 days without a single game. Friendlies are likely to be scheduled, but it's not the same as competitive fixtures. No, and, you know, obviously the... There's not a lot the club can do about um, international tournaments like the She Believes Cup and and the other international tournaments that are going on. But um, you know, not only 38 days between one game and another. It, it seems about 23 years ago that we last played at home as well. So um, you know, it's we've had to wait a long time. And you know, obviously after the after this Brighton game, the the majority of the players will will be able to to rest up and. And recuperate after you know a, a start of 2019 where they have played a few games, but um, you know obviously Ellen and uh, Lucy Stan and and Hayley will be away with and Harriet and Chloe will be away with internationals, so it's, it'll break the break the squad up uh, a little bit, but you know uh, a chance to recuperate for for a lot of the players. Yeah, it's a chance to rest, as you say, and it's. It's just important that they don't get, uh, they come out of the blocks um, well against Arsenal because they can't afford to be, I don't know, um, just off the pace when they when you're playing the team like Arsenal, especially after missing many weeks without games. And yeah, what what I would say about the Arsenal game, I think, you know, for for me especially, um, you know, we we really should have got something from from Arsenal this season. Um, you know, desperately unlucky to lose in the last minute. In, in the Continental Cup quarterfinal, um, the way we lost at their place was unfortunate as well. Um, so I think you know there's there's something there you know which which the players will want to rectify um, against Arsenal. They'll want to show that they can hold on, they can beat Arsenal. Um, so I think you know, there'll be a, a little bit of extra added spice in that one. Um, but obviously it's it's so long away, it's difficult to think about it at the moment. But yeah, absolutely. It's a while yet, but our full focus is on Brighton tonight and we will be back next week to discuss that Brighton game. So thanks to Chris once again for joining me. Kaz should be back next time. And just before we go, I'll remind everyone that I was um, invited to speak to FAWSL full-time magazine this past uh, month or so to discuss the podcast. So if you want to read what I had to say about the Greats in 68 podcast, Pick the copy up. You can find them on Twitter at F-A-W-S-L-F-T. So follow them. I think the magazine is £3, £5 with shipping. So pick that up. It's a, basically a magazine, a monthly magazine about all things uh, Women's Football League. Uh, not Women's Football League. Women's Super League and Women's Championship. It's a alternative to She Kicks, who's obviously a really established magazine from Jen O'Neill. So it's always great to see some more... Um, magazines out there Chris supporting women's football because there's not uh, as much exposure as they had done in previous years so it's great to see more exposure Chris yeah the, the more coverage the better and you know you want you want the women's game to be to be discussed far and wide and you know the more people that are reading about it and getting opinions on it and, and watching the game the better for the players definitely absolutely thanks once again to Chris and we will see you all next time And that was the Great Sense 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Since 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on!